BOK Sports 980 is sponsored by Fresh Rose Clothing. Check out the new collection at freshrose.co. You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 980. Welcome back. You are now tuned into the other side, the other side of sports. I'm your host, Laws, in the building. We got D, yeah. we got Jeff, we got Aaron. We yeah. back. Uh, the weather is night. Yeah, it was 80 degrees out there today. Yeah. yeah and nice uh, you know what that means? It's, it's that love weather. That's right. You already know. <laughs> that yeah. love. Love and merge <laughs> weather, dog. You about to go to 150 weddings this no! year. It's, it's starting up. Um I know, yeah, I know. I got Jack two about to go that weekend. way, though. No? Yeah, huh? yeah, I got. Yeah, no, nah, I was saying I got, I got two in the same weekend to attend. But then, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm almost there too. I'm shortly after the, the two I attend. Oh, so, for real? When is that? Summertime? Yeah, yeah in July. Okay. Oh, okay. So hold on, D. You've been in the game for a minute. You got any? You got any <laughs> advice for the you man, say, though? You talking about the merge game or the yeah, single? the merge game, though. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't give you no advice to really prepare you for what you're gonna go through. I, you know, <laughs> it's one of them things you have to live by experience. You know what I'm saying? Cause everybody's is different, bro. So if I That's tell you true. something, it could be a complete 180, you know, compared to what but you're let me, going through. Let me ask you this, though. Do you think things really change or, I mean, it's really just the same? Well, you say change in terms of what? Like, because let me tell you like this. If you think things are going to change differently from what is going on now, I'm not sure if y'all, you know. He's lying. He's lying. Yeah, nah, I don't right mean now. I don't mean necessarily for the better or for the worse per se, but... You know, like, let's say, how, how long were you dating your wife before y'all got married? Uh, five years. Okay, so, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, Wait, hey, about, I, it, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to be just short of five years because uh, five years will be August for us and we get married in July. So, okay. yeah. yeah. But uh, so basically what I'm asking is after that, after those five years and then y'all said, I do. Did anything really change? Or I mean, it was just the same. Like now, y'all just got the the titles. Like y'all, y'all got the uh, legal uh, oh, documentation. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of the same. But what I can say is not the same. Is that we didn't live together prior to getting married. So a lot of oh. that is different. A lot of that was oh, different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's an adjustment, though. That's a whole nother adjustment <laughs> to being mine. You know what I'm saying? To being like, yeah, our, see. And yeah, that, see, I'm already, we're already living together. So, so yeah, I mean? so like, a lot of times, yeah. yeah, so, so you really shouldn't be too of, much. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay. Dog, yeah. That, yeah, on, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> look, keep your head on a swivel, dog. I'm trying to tell you. I want winners. Some stuff's going to change, dog. I don't know what it's going to be for you. Some stuff's going to change. Uh, so some stuff changed for you. Yeah, well, I didn't live. I didn't live with, with my wife Katara before yeah. we, we. You know what I'm saying? Like we we dated for three years and then we moved in together, and it was a lot of adjusting. I mean, but the fact that you're growing with somebody, you're like living and growing with someone, dog. Stuff's gonna change, dog. Like it, I mean, oh, yeah. it may not be major stuff, but there's gonna be stuff that changes as you live and grow with someone. Yeah. So just keep your head on the swivel, dog. Aaron, when, when you about to come on, man. 
Dog, I wasn't put on this earth for that. You know that. No! <laughs> <laughs> I got a different color. No. Salute, man. Shout out to the to the to the married couples that's 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 going that way, though. God's blessing upon you. Uh Bethany and Jacaro, uh Steven and Jaleesa, like just the just the couples that that that's deciding to make that that commitment young. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a real commitment, dog. Like a serious commitment. You don't need to take that jump light. It's not like uh, you know, just any kind of decision, like it's a lifelong decision, dog. Yeah. So, I want people that want to win. You know, just, just, just know what you're getting into. You know what I'm saying? I'm right now, bro. When before, cause we weren't living together, getting to a little disagreement, a little argument, bro. That's it. I mean, we and I talk for two or three days, but she living at home. I'm living at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But then we live together. You can't avoid each other, bro. The tension in the house yeah. be all heavy. It's like. I'm sleeping yeah. in the bed too. <laughs> oh no! Okay, how thick it get? I'm in the bed. No floor sleeping or couch sleeping in here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> yeah, Jeff, we gotta apologize. Well, I gotta apologize because last week my man Van Wise, he's an avid listener to the show, hit me up and he was he came to your defense, dog. He was saying Lonzo Ball is just a product of the new NBA mentality, and that's why he's not really so defensively minded or driven can't do it and so basically giving him like saying that you know he don't play defense and it's not that big of a deal because there's a lot of guys at the next level that don't play defense but yet are are heavy contributors to their team i.e uh the batman from the houston rockets james Harden, Harden. and yeah so so with that said i i said okay that's a that's a valid point so I said when I got on the show today, I would I would apologize. Um, okay. But uh, I hope when I get an apology, it gets you know put on air on the podcast too. Nah, dog. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I'm just trying to be like when me when I when I when I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? Even though I I still don't think Lonzo Ball at the next level is gonna be all of that. But we'll see. We'll see. That's just that's my humble opinion. But I, I did. We gonna have to put Van in the credits as a contributor because he the reason I finally hooked my microphone up because he said my <laughs> yeah though no, much much props to him much props to all the people who listen to the show you know what I'm saying uh, definitely hit us up you know you can tweet me you can hit us on Instagram whatever whatever and we'll, we'll shout you out I ain't forgot about you Luis I mean. If Kirk Cousins stay on the team for the whole year, dog, I definitely bring you on the show. But I just don't think it's. Going this is ridiculous, man. But ridiculous. Moving ahead, <laughs> the national championship uh, went down last night, and the North Carolina Tar Heels got that W versus Gonzaga. Um, dog, I be blown to the jump start so late, dog, because you got to stay up to almost twelve o'clock to see the whole game. And that's why but, I didn't see the game. Can't so, do it. Yeah, I, I saw the first half and I saw a little bit of the second half. And then I was like, man, I'm not staying up for this. I'm going to bed, dog. And woke up. And what I predicted before going to sleep was that UNC was going to win. And it actually did win. Yeah. Um, I mean, Justin Jackson didn't have the greatest, greatest of games, but they still did enough in order to get a W. And so there you have it, folks. Did you watch it, Aaron? Yeah, I watched it. It was kind of hard to watch, but I, I stuck through it. It just looked like basically they had the open gym offensive game plan, and they were just both going back, jacking up shots that weren't going in on both sides. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It it was it was definitely a difficult game to watch offensively. Yeah, they they was shooting uh, a lot of bricks up there, like uh, like you said. Uh, uh, what's his name? The uh, light skin one. You just saying Justin? Yeah, Justin yeah. Johnson. He couldn't buy a bucket out there. He like, was shooting I think like he, his icon was flashing though. What? <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he didn't lose any confidence, that's for sure. Yeah, because he was letting them fly. I mean, even um Barry, um, who was MOP, like. He had twenty, but like on close to twenty shots, you know. So, um, yeah, they weren't they weren't really, uh, you know, burning down the nest. And then all the fouls, you know, is the big controversy too that the officials was calling. That's right. You already so, know. Slow the game, ugly the game up. Yeah, I mean those games are, are hard to officiate because it's like, are you gonna let them play or are you gonna call it tight and stuff yeah. like that? And usually, generally, the tournament they let them play. Like they don't call them ticky tack stuff. It depends, but last night, and I'm not, I know it ain't Stern's orders in the, in the NCAA game, but it did seem like they were catering to UNC in this game. Oh my That was gosh. just my humble opinion from what I watched. But I mean, that's just, that's just my, my assessment. Um, other news in college sports, primarily basketball, is the naming of Patrick Ewing, the Hall of Famer, Patrick Ewing, as a new head coach of, of Georgetown. Is this a good hire? Is, is it a good hire? I mean, this is as good a hire as any other hire in college basketball. I mean, he's been an assistant coach for 15 years and still hasn't gotten a chance to be a head coach. So, I mean, if we're talking about promoting guys that have been assistant coaches, I think 15 years is adequate. I, yeah, I, I think he's overdue yeah. for this opportunity. Yeah, I mean... Go ahead, Jeff. Nah, I'm saying y'all right. He he's put in the work, so now you know. Um, hopefully, hopefully uh, he can make the most out of it because you know the thing about with uh, college, like it's not only coaching; it's also recruiting. So like that's going to be the thing to see whether he can, uh, um, you know, conquer that. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that the college game is different from from the pros, but I mean, you hire good staff. You you know you get connections with the with the AAU programs and, and that's your recruiting class. Like when it comes to X's and O's, there's no excuse in my book for uh, Patrick Ewing to be successful in that department. Um, getting the players to come to the school, that's one challenge, but I don't really think that's going to be that great of a challenge for Patrick Ewing. I mean, it could be, but I just don't personally think so. And I get it. I, I got into it today with Grant Paulson over the, over the, uh, over Twitter going back and forth because these people uh, Grant Paulson, all the, all the dudes think that this is a bad hire, um, or let should I say this is a hire that was catering to John Thompson and, and trying to appease him by bringing on Patrick Ewing, and that may or may not be true, but I'm glad that the shoe is on the other foot. Yeah, if, so if that's my say. question. They don't complain about appeasing any other any other person. So why all of a sudden is it a big issue? Because this is what happens every day when it comes to hiring these coaches, whether it be pro level or college. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's boosters or somebody else. So just because John Thompson, John Thompson has, happens to be the biggest authority at Georgetown when it comes to these kind of things, why is it an issue now? That's, that's, that's a question for the people. Like, we're here just to bring the other perspective. I mean, for me, 
I'm glad that Patrick Ewan's getting the opportunity to be the head coach of Georgetown. Like, people hating on him. I'm like, but why? Like, why are they hating on him? This man has paid his dues. He's worked. He's grinded. They try to say that that uh, him being an assistant coach all these years is a reflection. There's something, you know, you need to... There's something wrong with the fact that he's been just an assistant all these years. But when you when you're when you're shackled by skin color, people don't realize even in 2017 how much skin color and like somebody being black or African American has an effect on these professional jobs at you know what I'm saying for collegiate sports and for uh the pros. Like it still matters. And all around the league, all you do is see like buddy buddy system, buddy buddy system. Oh my high, my man over here. He got no experience. The Bama. You you seen John Lynch get a, a GM job. This Bama has no experience as a GM. My man be going hard. He got it. Young. And nobody's talking about that as a bad hire. You didn't hear people like, this is a terrible hire. We were the only people who were kind of critical of the jump. Everybody else was just like, it is what it is, and just kept it quiet. But here this man. Coming from the NBA, so he knows basketball. This Bama's a Hall of Famer. He's not even just a bum. Like, Steve Kerr is not going to the Hall of Fame. He played on championship teams, but he was good. But this Bama got a job from the booth. Like, I just... And, and for me, Patrick Ewan needs this job because it seems like he wasn't going to get an opportunity at the pro level. So, yeah. why not take this opportunity? Go ahead. He, Patrick Ewan kind of has two strikes against him. One is that he's black and John Thompson's black. So, anytime they hire somebody who I guess played for him or something like that, it's going to feel like John Thompson is the reason he got the job. The second strike is he plays center. And there's like this connotation with centers being like big dummies for whatever reason. And if you look around the league and college basketball. you got JaVale McGee, that's why. That centers struggle to get coaching jobs. <laughs> yeah. Like Kareem has been trying to get a head coaching job for the longest time. It's just like centers for some reason don't get these jobs. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate, but it's not unfortunate in Patrick Ewan's case that now he has his opportunity. And I hope, I mean, I, it's like anything. Whenever, whenever this job given to Patrick Ewan, like the stakes are so high for him to be successful. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure he probably already had to sit down with John Thompson and just talking about what he came into when he was in the league or when he coached the team and just the expectation and, you know, the scrutiny and, you know, it's, it's unrealistic expectations that's probably going to be put on Patrick that's Ewing. Right. And know. I just hope that he can just do above and beyond what's expected of him or, you know, and just basically shut all these naysayers up because... You know, as soon as they're not doing good or whatever, whatever, nobody's going to be like, well, it's his first year. Give him a chance. They're not going to be saying none of that. They're going to be like, oh, they should have never hired him and this, this and that. So I, I'm expecting big things out of out of Patrick Ewan, just knowing the circumstances. You know what I'm saying? When you know you you have circumstances that are set against you, you buckle down, young, and you do what it takes, whatever it takes in order to assert dominance and be successful. So I think it's a good hire for Georgetown. Um, hopefully they'll get the results that they're looking for uh, with with Patrick Ewing. And I mean, that's that's pretty much my thoughts. Yeah, you got something on the deal, uh Jeff? Nah, I mean, y'all pretty much said everything. Like like I said, uh he's he's long overdue for opportunity. It just so happens to be at his alma mater, um, which he did a lot of uh good good for. Like basically him and John Thompson put Georgetown on the map. So I mean, if he was going to get that opportunity, it makes sense. Like like y'all said, uh, you know, 
this has happened. We've seen this happen plenty of times as recently as you mentioned John Lynch getting a job with no experience. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. Like, moving yeah, right but, along. Th- but this is different because he has experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like, and not, I'm not saying not, at the collegiate level, but he but has... Yeah, yeah, but I know what you're saying. Like, I mean, he's been in, like, he, he's put in the work to be promoted to that position. Yes. And he hasn't gotten an opportunity, so this is long overdue. Yeah, yeah. So, we, we support you, uh, Pat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do your thing, dog. I, I hope you I hope you win the tournament, Sweet 16, all that good stuff. For the Georgetown Hoya fans that, that were there in the 90s when they had Iverson and stuff, like, to me, this was... This was a breath of fresh air. Like, yes, like, I feel like I can support, you know what I'm saying, the team again. John Thompson the third just ruined the whole jump. Like, this Bama just put kerosene all over the whole basketball program and just put it in flames. And so this is a this is a good, you know, uh, what you call fire extinguisher come in and be able to turn this program program around and get them get them back to prominence. You know what I'm saying? So uh, like I said, we behind you, Pat. Uh, sticking with basketball at the pro level we got the Western Conference uh, starting to shake out the Eastern Conference is kind of shaking out um, Wizards play tonight who the Wizards play tonight you, you ain't been doing the education bro you they, ain't they, been they, doing the education Kanye, I think it's the Hornets oh yeah they play the Hornets so they need that W right now the the, the uh, Wizards sitting in the fourth spot in the East at the top of the food chain you got the Celtics they will be playing the Heat the Cavs will be playing the Bulls. The Raptors will be playing the Hawks. And right now, where it stands, the Wizards be playing the Bucks. Like I said, the Bucks for me is a bad matchup for the Wizards. Um, I think the Celtics will beat the Heat. Cavs will beat the Bulls. The Raptors and Hawks jump could go either way, but I think the Raptors is a much better team than the Hawks. So I, I, I have to go with the Raptors. Um, and then the Wizards and the Bucks. Um, out of that group. If anybody's gonna get upset, I would think it would be the Wizards. That's just that's just my opinion. Nah, um, do they come to play tonight or what? Are they going just? Are they just trying to play chess and just strategically get themselves in? Like, what are they doing? Uh, they gonna get the W tonight. They gonna bounce back. I mean, I think uh, the way that game shook out at the end, like maybe that'll wake them up to finish the season to uh, hopefully get that fifty win. Uh, plateau the first time in forever. So, um, yeah, they're going to bounce back tonight. Yeah, I, ho- I hope so. I hope you're right, Jeff. Because they going back to Mahini. Sorry. Oh, handlebar head. He can't even play. They, they Gortat, back to pushing in the back. Like, they- Don't listen to this. He's an idiot. All right, that's what we got to say about that. You know, he's an idiot. I don't know what, what, what did, uh, what did my man do, young? Uh, <laughs> when did Gortat stop pushing in the back? When did he ever? He never stop? did. You're right. He never stopped pushing. <laughs> but what my man, uh, Jason Smith? Yeah, great white hope, young. Why they benching him again, dog? I don't understand. The team is so much better on the floor in the half court when they got their big that can shoot the mid range jumper like he can. It doesn't make sense why he doesn't see the floor more, and that changes when you put in Mahimi. Mahimi is just trash, big fella. He dogging you, big fella. I don't think his knees are ready yet. His, he's just not jumping that high at all. Oh, um, he not dunking the basketball at six ten, missing layups. Um, That's all you need to know, dog. So I, I think Jason Smith, even when they were on their run, when they were playing really, really well, he was a key to that. 
coming off the bench and providing that spark on offense. Um, and so now when you don't play him and you play Mahimi, now you got a guy that can't shoot, they can't finish. And all he can play is defense, and he's not doing that very well right now either. So it's kind of messing up the flow uh, for the Wizards right now. And they need to go back to the formula that got them there. So what do you all attribute the uh, cut in Jason Smith's minutes to? What do you think the issue is? Because it's blatant where we're all seeing it. And it's not just us. I've <laughs> talked to people who aren't on the podcast who say the same thing. So if it's that obvious, what do you think? I don't know. He's lying. He's lying. Is he saving the Bama for the playoff? I don't know what it, I don't know what's going on, dog. The only thing that makes sense to me, Ernie, is Ernie dipping in the dipping in the kitchen, dog. Get out the kitchen. He's in the kitchen, dog, somewhere. And if you don't get out, they're gonna lose. If Scotty Brooks goes with this losing formula. Throughout these playoffs, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. I mean, I know I'm this not, is bad. Like I know you don't wish no injury on nobody, but I wish Mahini got hurt, dog. Some type of injury to just keep that bad mouth. I still, need him then, and I don't need him now. We're looking at overall collective, and I mean, don't no team really worry me other than um, obviously Cleveland. I mean, that that's number one. Then other than that, I mean, Boston would be tough, but. I mean, I think we could beat them, and I think we could beat Toronto. So, for me, it's just Cleveland, realistically. And that's the issue with there's only a half-game uh, separation between, I think, Cleveland and Boston, and they play again before the end of the year. I feel like the league wants Cleveland in that one seed, period. So, I need the Wizards to get out of that four seed. Like, that's the issue, because they don't need to play Cleveland until the Eastern Conference final, if at all. Yeah. You don't want to go from the Bucks to Cleveland, because... You might as well pack your bags and get your fishing. Oh rod. my gosh, man! Yeah, yeah. that bu- that buck series won't be easy though, cause right. it nah, will not be easy, dog. Nah, but you, and if the Wizards go in that series overlooking the Bucks, like oh yeah, and they looking yeah. at at Cleveland or the next series after, they're gonna get put out in the first round, and Bama's oh, gonna man. be like, "What happened? Like, what happened?" I'm like, because they were looking past the team that they had to play. Look, it's going to need to definitely be team defense, but Otto and Oubre, they're going to have to come ready to play for that series for Greek Freak because, like, he is going gonna to be something on something. <laughs> they cut yeah. his minutes, too. Like, Otto's losing his minutes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe, like I said, maybe they're going to ramp him back up doing playoff because he's going to need to be out there. Like I said, especially against the Greek Freak. Like I mean, defensively, do something. and and uh, make him be able to guard somebody. Like you're gonna want to have to make him guard too. I mean, yeah, they gonna have to do something though. A lot can happen though. We got five games left in the season, and between the Wizards, the Wizards are one game back on Toronto, two game, three games back on Cleveland. So, and they're only four games back of Boston. So, a lot can change in my opinion in the next five games, where these seedings all kind of get mixed up in the Eastern Conference with the top four teams. Everybody else, they are where they are. Who cares? But the top four is going to really, can really change in the next five games. Yeah. Well, we're going to see what the Wizards going to do, young. I mean, I'm about to send Ernie, I'm about to start tweeting Ernie like I do every year around this time and just let him know he got to get out the kitchen and just let Scotty Brooks coach the team. Because the way the lineups is, is shuffling around, it lets me know that something's going on. It just, 
the, the lineups are too jagged. Like they're not, it's not consistent night in and night out. It's just a whole like one night it'll be Mahini and, and Gortat, next night it'll be Jason Smith. He getting a lot of minutes. It's just too topsy turvy. They gotta get that together. Hopefully, they'll get the ship righted today in this game and be able to be successful uh, versus a team that they definitely should be. Um, so let me let me let me ask y'all this before we move on. So, do they go four and one to get fifty wins? What do you what, what do each of y'all say? Nah, Bob. Uh, I think it's possible. I mean, they play the Hornets, then they play the Knicks, then they play the Heat, then they play Detroit, then they play the Heat again. So, with the exception of the Heat, which they're zero two against this year. And they split with Detroit. I mean, they're three and zero against the Knicks and two and one against the Hornets. They definitely can go four and one. It's definitely they better beat the Knicks. This Bama uh, Derrick Rose, he done. He get they gotta beat the Knicks and the Hornets. Do you do you think they're gonna do it though? That's a great three and one. Four and one. Four and one. Four and one. No, they have forty. They have that's right. Forty six wins. So yes, they have to go four and one. They can do it. I say yes. They this with this schedule with this schedule. I believe they can do it. I say no. You say no. What you saying? I think they should win out. Yeah, I I, I think they can do it, you know, because I mean, I think I think if anything, they would split with the Heat. But I mean, I think I think they could they could definitely win out. But I think they I think they're gonna do it though. I, I'm gonna tell you what the Wizards gonna do, though. It's the same old Wizards. They gonna lose to one of these teams that they shouldn't lose to, and they're gonna coast into the playoffs. And hang their hat on the fact that they're a playoff team yeah. and just say, when we get in the playoffs, we just gonna turn it on and play. Because you gotta realize to win these games, they have to expend energy in order to win these games, which is something that has shown that the Wizards don't like to do. When they when they have to like come out and really be focused for all four quarters, they don't like to do that. They like they like for teams to lay down for them, them to get up early and then coast and coast. Another thing they don't like to do, it looks like down this stretch is play defense. What the hell is going on with the one hundred twenty points given? Yeah, they listen. I don't have no confidence in the in the Wizards to go four four and one. Even though in my mind they should go four and one or win out for the rest of the game, but I just can't. They haven't shown me that that that's what they're going to do. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost to the Hornets tonight. But this game is at home, so I don't anticipate them losing tonight against the Hornets. But I wouldn't be surprised if they lost to the Knicks, go in that jump, and then just basically like play down to the level of their competition. But uh, Derrick Rose not being there, you know, them kind of saying like, oh, yeah, we got this game. And the next thing you know, these Bama's lost to the Knicks. If they lose to the Knicks, then they're probably going to lose to the Heat too because the Heat definitely have something to play for. So... I could see them losing those two games and then beating the Pistons the last game of the season and going two and two on this stretch. To be to play devil's advocate, outside of that two those two games coming out of the All Star break, I don't think effort has been the issue with this team. It's honestly the tinkering with the lineups. Yeah. It's like you can't just. It seems like after Jason Smith has a good game or the better game he has, the less minutes he plays the next game. There's some politics going on behind the scenes. I feel like between the head coach and the GM. And I think that's going to determine how far the team ends up going uh, in the playoffs. That's right. You already know. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Uh, the Western Conference is, is probably set, but it looks like right now it's Warriors versus Blazers, uh, Spurs versus Grizz, boo, Thunder versus the Rockets. That's, well, that's actually a series I, I look forward to watching in the first round. 
Jazz versus Clippers, boo. Even though the Jazz are good, I just, as far as entertainment value, I mean, out of those series, the Warriors and Blazers, maybe. Spurs going to wash the Grizz. It's not even going to be close. Probably 4-0. The Thunder Rockets, Joan, I, I, I would like to see. It might go seven games. And Jazz and Clippers, I think the Clippers will win. Yeah, I think the Thunder Rockets, Joan, will go seven games. Why, you don't think so? No. I don't think so. Who do you think going to win it? Yeah, you think going to win it? The Rockets are going to win it. Yeah, the Rockets going to win. Westbrook is going to get tired, man. It's different when you're doing what you're doing and you have those breaks, but you got a seven-game series. I think that's a sweep, man, in that series, honestly. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be yeah. as close as you think, Harold, honestly. Yeah, it's not it's a seven. way better team. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm. I, I I don't think. Yeah, I definitely think the most it would go is six. The most. I don't. I don't think that's going seven. I think that uh that Jazz Clipper series, Jazz Jazz could definitely win that series. That's what I was getting raised. Yep. yep, the Jazz may go ahead and get LA up out of there. Yeah, and they're boring as hell, yeah. so nobody watches them to talk about them. Right, they strap up on D. They play defense though. That's one thing they do. Do is an animal. Yeah. Hayward is an yeah. animal. You get buckets like anybody in the league almost. Yeah, that's why they say Boston is going to be after him. You know, he a free agent at the end of the year. So, yeah, I think they almost, they they might, um, I think they could get 50 wins too. Yeah, they 47 and 30, so they got a chance to get 50 wins too. Yep. Utah. Yeah, they uh, Well, that's the, that's basketball. Now we back to the NFL. Skin sign Zach Brown. That's a good, good move for them. Right, that's an excellent pickup. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. Zach Brown will definitely help. Um, do do they go into the draft and still draft a, a linebacker? Yeah, it was only a one year deal, so that's just a temporary fix. Um, and I rumor, guess- rumor is they going to try to go after Ruben. Uh, Foster? Ruben Foster, dog. If he, oh, but pick? I don't think he's going to fall that. But hold on, what pick this is? I would be size. 17? Oh, 17. no. Ruben Foster is not going to make it to 17. So <laughs> unless unless y'all move up in the draft to like in the top don't 10. Say don't say that, D. <laughs> don't say that. They don't have the pieces to move up in the draft. He tried it. Don't go get Bernard Cousins. Curdy Curve. Captain Curve. Where do you, you think he would go? Who, Ruben Foster? Like, yeah, where, where in the draft you you don't think he'd make he it? He can that easily go top first ten. Picks. Yeah. Like, first, yeah, like you just first. said, the first thirteen minimum because he's just oh the Nick. No! Excuse me, is too good. Yeah, he good though. Leave that in there too. <laughs> yeah, I did, but it's okay. <laughs> Well, we well, we gonna hold we gonna hold we gonna let me stop you right there because I know we going we got we got the uh, the draft picks or yeah, we got the yeah. defensive linemen the linebackers that we assessed today so we are gonna get into that in a little bit but sticking with the NFL the Redskins get Zach Brown okay that that's an upgrade to the to the defense to some degree um, you know uh, if it's a C if the defense is a C now it's a C plus he's fast though so he's a fast linebacker so he's gonna give y'all speed to like set the edge and stuff like that he is fast so he's almost like what you lost when you let um what the line of no 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 the linebacker come to us that y'all used to have Antonio Pierce oh no Pierce. no no 
No, no, no. Recently. Oh, Keenan Robinson. Keenan Robinson. So it's similar yeah. to that. Except he's bigger than Keenan, but he has that athleticism. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a replacement for Keenan Robinson. It's a good pickup. I think it was. I, yes. I wish we would have gotten him. Yeah, he's easily mm-hmm. the best linebacker in the linebacker room now. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tony Romo is retiring after <laughs> Jerry Jones gave him the the okie doke all off season. And he's, I guess he signed a contract with CBS to do broadcasting, but I don't know if the, I don't know if the, the, the door is still open for him returning to play. I, I don't know what Tony Romo is looking to do. Well, but he, he asked to be released also, and they just released him. So now it might be the okie doke for Tony Romo because he might just say forget it and go to Houston. Now. He said he wanted to go there. That was his first choice was Houston. That's dead. And Houston wanted him too. Houston don't care about Kaepernick or Cutler. They wanted Romo. But they probably mm-hmm. want draft picks to get him because of his age. But dog, the Bama Romo's clavicle is wrap snacks, dog. Jonas is a potato chip, dog. He what? if is it? What? Let me I ask mean, you. Need talk to his doctor? Nah, dog. If, would you rather have Romo for eight games or Oswald for sixteen? Romo. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. an easy question. Romo, <laughs> that's an easy question. That's right. You already know. They might have the same amount of wins with him playing half the games. That's what I'm saying. So. <laughs> You're right, because that's the thing. Now, the, the thing is, when the dominoes kind of fell when he was released and then got the contract from CBS, because that immediately kicked Phil Simms out of the, at the Cadbury seat to being the number one broadcaster on, you know, that's crazy. on Sunday. So they kicked him out of his seat. Like, but man. how? This Batman Tony Romo has not done broadcasting. But and I thought the, Phil was good. I thought so, yeah, too. Yeah, Phil was good. This Batman Tony Romo might be some trash on the air. Well, well, you know, like they they reportedly like he did like uh, like this, I guess, some type of little TV or television boot, yeah, boot camp or whatever. And then they also said that uh, Jim Nance and uh, Tony Romo are golfing buddies. Oh yeah, those are like reports I heard. So you know, between those two things, like if they golfing buddies and got that chemistry on the golf course, and then they put him through the boot camp, like obviously that's his man. He obviously he gonna fly him in there, and so they gonna see how it go. If I'm Phil Sims, I'm wrecking Nance on site because I feel like (laughs) and then got his man in there. I'm like, dog, we've been working to get. Like, what's the problem? That's good. That, yeah. I mean, that, that's that, that, that was just no a working loyalty. relationship. Yeah, that was just a working relationship. <laughs> that wasn't really his man's. You know what I mean? You know everybody that you work clearly, with. Clearly. Like, clearly that like, wasn't that, his man's. Clearly. No, they, no, I would feel some they, type of but, way. Right. But son, but think about it. If, if, if we all were to, like, look at our careers and our various jobs throughout the years, like, if you take for every probably 10 people at your jobs that you didn't work, it might be one out of those 10, like, you right, might really bang with, like, you might kick it with outside of the work. Like, everybody else is just like, hey, what's up? You know, like that water cooler convo. And then it's back no. to y'all separate lives. These Bamas work together exclusively for a minute. <laughs> Man, it, but I'm like, saying... Also, I mean, hey. hey, also too, uh, Phil's agent said that he has multiple years left on his contract, and he said we will regroup all together. Now there will be lawyers. So. <laughs> yeah, like uh, they, they, uh, yeah, they said that they were going to try to figure out. Uh, CBS was trying to figure out what they were going to do with uh, Sims because he still did have a uh, you know years on the contract, so. 
Yeah, we we gonna they gonna have to cut him a check. That's what they gonna have to so, do. Uh, what they so were he saying. can't be like take the B game, like the number two game or something. No, because like that. that's 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 Fouts. That's the uh, uh, what's his name? Dan, what's Dan his name? Fouts. Yeah, he's the he's the number two. So, but it, it my thing is, though, you don't have to. On but Harold, my yeah. thing is though, you like, I mean, I don't know how to like what the what the language is obviously in the contract, but you like they gonna give them the check. They might be like, nah, like we gonna you know have you earn this remaining money through other avenues on yes, like depending on how like what's written in that contract. So he yeah. might not be able to just demand a check and like get a, you know severance so to speak, and then keep it moving. It might not work that. out like that. Now what they, they have did. to call HR on me. Cause I'm yeah. gonna make it difficult to keep me in the building. Hey, look. Well, <laughs> they also said too. You know, Tony Gonzalez left the pregame show, so that would be a slot that he could fill. You know, do the pregame joint and still still work with CBS. Perfect. He don't want to do that though. It's a big time demotion because when you're in the booth calling a game, color commentary. Dreams. From going yeah. into you know the pregame show, you know you know what I'm saying. So not, even if, so even if the check the same, then he ain't doing it. Yeah. It's even a bad it's, look. Yeah. No, dude, the people signing the check have a fortune. Yeah, the people. That's, yeah. That's like you being a manager and then they make you the janitor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean that's, that's a little extreme, but that's, 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 that's a little extreme. That's You could be cashier then. You not the you not the. <laughs> I've been broke. I've been broke since '78. So, so you saying like basically you making? Let's say you making '80k at manager and you still making that '80k at cashier, but you just saying like the fact that you now a cashier. Like, the title know. is important. Like people will change yeah. jobs over titles, yeah, even if yeah. it's not a demotion. You like you doing right. the work and you getting paid for it, but you want the title, so you could put that on your resume. You know what I mean? It's just it's right. not a good look. And then people right. look at you all funny, like you should be managing. No, and they did that for Tony Romo. Yeah, not even like <laughs> Tony. Ro- yeah, I, yeah, you're right. You might have to. You might have to square up on them on site. I wonder. I wonder how much that, that Phil Simms knew about this before it was announced today that he was going to come to see. He didn't know. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> that saw the tweet. He saw the tweet like everybody else saw the tweet. Man. Crazy. Crazy, and his lawyer's uh, response was definitely something like they all were caught out, like you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah. oh god, so yeah, oh well. Uh, Adrian Peterson visits the Pats. He don't have a job. Maybe he can do some commentary. Uh, is he going? Is he going to get a job somewhere? Uh, probably not before the draft. I don't think. Mm. What What is he asking for now? I don't know. Over eight mil. Is no, still not, went to eight and then. I think he coming from nineteen to eight. That's a like. I mean, he, he probably, he probably. I mean, what realistically, don't y'all probably think? Wouldn't you agree that he gotta be like probably like around like three million or something like that? Probably five. Five. With, uh, five. Yeah, that's what Seattle got. Uh, Fat Boy for I can't remember his name. Eddie Lacy. Yeah, Lacy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. True. 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 Maybe six. Maybe six. He, but I think his. I think his. I mean, but his, 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 his legacy has earned him six. It's his age and the injuries, and you know, as far yeah. as why he still wouldn't get Eddie Lacy still younger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Got less mileage on him. Man, well, he's not getting what he want. That's a fact. What's the Redskins yeah. cap numbers looking like? They need to sign. They still don't have an answer at running back either. They don't. Nah. They don't. 
That's a new man. It's not Rob. Fat, it's not Fat Rob, man. It's not nah, Fat Rob. it's not him. <laughs> Trash Rob. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about one of the biggest travesties in college football. And nobody is talking about it. You only going to hear this exclusively here because I ain't heard it nowhere else. D.D. Westbrook, nobody's talking about him. People heard that name just now and don't know who I'm talking about. They like, D.D. Westbrook, who's that? Yeah. One of the best wide receivers in college football. Yeah. It's not being talked about at all. Yeah. And what, what, what is this 40 time, D? 4-4-3. Four, 4-4-3. Four, four, how many how many yards did he have this year? Like a little over fifteen hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns. Oh my God! Heisman yes. Trophy candidate, nominee for the best receiver in the nation in college football. Not one peep. So we sent Aaron on investigations, young. What well, what you find on this dude, dog? Why they not talking about this dude, Didi Westbrook? No, I don't know what kind of weapons of mass destruction this Bama's hiding in Oklahoma. <laughs> but I couldn't find an answer. I don't know what's going on to where. I mean, I, I know about the domestic. Uh, the yeah, domestic. That, yeah, that's that's part of the main thing that's keeping him from being talked about. Mm-hmm. But, we're, but we're hearing we're hearing people talk about uh, the running back. What's his name? Oh, Joe uh, Mixon. Joe Mixon. He's at least coming up in conversation. There's not one word about Didi Westbrook. That, that's the that is true. And Don't forget Chad Kelly with the chopper in uh in the <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> yeah, he he was going. Cr- I mean, I think maybe one of the the big reasons is outside of his off the field issues that he had and the bad interviews at the combine. But I think a lot of people are looking at his size and they're thinking he's just too small of a frame to to even they're overlooking his production because of his size that's what i think because even though he's, but six he's feet not tall, five ten he's not five but nine but look the, the, he's six feet but he weighs 178 that's light for six feet tall in, in the nfl standards and he's not like he's a jacked up 178 he's a slim real slender kind of frame build he got that mesomorph body type so I mean, I think I really believe that that's the reason why is because of his build. They're looking at his build and they're not even and because of the off field issues. They're just disregarding his production in college football. What was the balance bench press at the, at the combine, though? It don't matter. You know? The bench press. He lifted eight. more than eight times. I'm just saying, if he lifted more than eight times, then. No, there's some people that on. don't get one on the bench press. Yeah. I mean, the bench press doesn't translate to the field. It means absolutely nothing. Like this, well, Bama's this, cooking on the field. So what that on the field? He's a playmaker on the field. He put up huge numbers at Oklahoma. I mean, just just crazy numbers with a bum sauce QB. And no, 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 no. Mayfield wasn't a bum though. He wasn't a bum. He talking about Trevor Knight. Yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> just said nah, nah. Yeah, Mayfield wasn't a bum. Uh, but. He at the, the main thing is because of his size and the off the field issues. But even with that, they still should be talking about him. Like he is similar to like John Ross, in my opinion. Now John Ross has a different type of speed. He ran four two, and I get that. But in terms of production, though, it's it's almost identical in a sense. Um, he's better than the kid from USC. 
he's better than I like Zay Jones, but he's better than Zay Jones. You know what I'm saying? So in terms of a playmaker, you can put him on the outside. Even even with his height and his and his lightweight, he still makes plays on the outside catching tough passes. He doesn't drop passes. I think I read a stat out of 84 receptions, he's dropped four. So the dude has short hands. But I don't get it. I don't I don't really get it. And and this could be just the media missing it because no one else is talking about it. They're not talking about it. And that's how it works. Cause you know how on draft day, when you see a player like go in the first round, like, who was that guy? Who was that? Because the media wasn't talking about him because they don't know. And then if you see him go in the first round, we wouldn't know who he is. But a lot of people, other people won't know who he is because they're not talking about him. He's not Corey Davis. He's not Mike Williams. He's not John Ross. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what it really is. The media. Go. The same thing happened with Dachson last yes. year. Yep. Same thing with Dachson when y'all laughed me out. Dachson. Ha <laughs> ha. That Bama right to the skins. Like, so I think the media just. That was at 21, though. You said he was going ninth overall to the Giants. No, nah, I wasn't that high. <laughs> was it ninth? Yeah, y'all had the ninth He's pick. Said, was it ninth? He's lying. Okay. He's lying. I mean, bottom not line. Not ninth man, one. The first not ninth round. one. Come on. First round, though. I mean, come on. Yeah, don't I mean, that for the simple fact that no one talked about Josh Doxon, nobody. Like, he was an enigma. Like, who? Uh, Josh, who? And he still then, went. Then when he got selected, everybody looked him up and was like, young, this Bama's nice. He vicious. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. But everybody else here on the podcast knew who he was because of what we went through during the little draft joint. Everybody was laughing like, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Which is coming up. That I think it's next week or the week after we got the, yeah. the mock draft joint. So that's coming. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah this Diddy Westbrook joint is, is an enigma. I can't understand it. And. It is what it is. But just know the Batman's like that. Just go look at the game take. D.D. Westbrook. Oklahoma. Cook. Cooker. Oklahoma wide receiver. Yeah. That Bama cooks, dog. He he's special. Um, let's go on to these. Let's get into these uh these assessments of these D linemen, these uh-huh. linebackers, young. So we we'll start we'll start with the we'll start with the linemen. Um D tackles, what are we talking about? D N D tackle, whatever, whatever, whatever. Give me the best D N and the best D tackle in this draft. That's it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Some uh, say Jonathan Allen is the best D tackle, hands down, no question about it. I uh, mean, that that's my whole thing. I, I think let's choose somebody outside of Miles Garrett and. Jonathan Allen because I, I just feel like they're like the automatic one two in terms okay. of D tackle on DN. It's just I, the obvious choice, especially Miles Garrett. Consensus number one pick. Everybody's saying it. So unless the Browns go another direction, which I don't know who they would choose at number one besides Miles Garrett. Um, those are the obvious in my opinion. I like Malik McDowell, Michigan State. Hey, look, let me tell you something about that boy. The Bama might just hey. be a monster at the next level. This Bama ceiling might be at 20 feet high. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, he can be probably one of the best players, dominant players at the next level. He needs a, he has a lot, he needs a lot of work on his technique. Because sometimes I look at his technique, that thing looking horrible, man. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> Turning your back in. I'm, I just don't make sense. But then other times you watch him, I seen him on one. I saw him on one play. It was a double team block. He literally pushed a double team block one yard back into the backfield. Two guys, like that's how strong he is. 
And it's just I six 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 three what three hundred. Bam is a mammoth. Two ninety five. So he's like sub. He's like the sub three hundred pounds. He league ready, dog. He league ready. You have somebody to coach him up. And now people talk about his motor because with Michigan State, nothing to play for. Uh, he obviously did not care. I mean, his it be a lot of times he'd just be trotting. He wouldn't even run after the play. He had a little yeah, business decision though. Cutler Cutler syndrome a little bit. But I mean, outside of that, I mean. Dude has athleticism. His arms are almost 35 inches long, so he got them long, like, dangly-type arms. Um, got a good bend. He's, bro, he can break down the double-team block like it's nobody's business. So he played D-tackle at Michigan State, and I think he might have been almost out of position, but he still played it, and he played it really well outside it because everybody else on that D-line was not that good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So... I like Medal too. I think after Jonathan Allen, and I think he is probably he doesn't have the production of Solomon Thomas because Thomas is more polished than he is. Mm-hmm. But potential wise, oh yeah, potential yeah. is through the it's roof. through the roof. But right. do you think he's too big to play or too lanky to play um, D tackle in the league? You yeah, think I, I, will, I will. Yeah, I will put him at definitely put him at um, D N uh, in a four three. He could even play D N in the in the three four. Honestly. That's what but, I was thinking. You know, but you could probably put him at D tackle in a 4-3 in your NASCAR package. If you just want all your best pass rushes on the field, he can still do it because when he was going up one-on-one against anybody, bro, it was mush. Like, he'll just push you <laughs> all the way back into the quarterback, like collapse the whole pocket all day. He, he, remind, he remind me of Pierre Paul a little bit, how he just, just his athleticism, his ability to just wreak havoc, bam, get in the backfield, but he, the battle was playing D tackle and cooking. So I, I can only imagine what this Bama will do. Like to me, I feel like you could put him anywhere and he probably will will succeed. Not anywhere, but I mean on a D line and he will figure it out and be able to excel. I mean, the fact that he's 6'6, 295, that already gives him a good starting point. And then the Bama is super athletic. So I, I yeah, I think the sky's the limit as far as potential is. This Jones through the roof. It's through the roof. Um, Solomon Thomas is a beast too. That was in my next one. I was going to talk about. I think there's there's no question he's going to be um, at least at the next level serviceable. Um, I don't know how good he'll be, but his production the production was there at Stanford. Yeah, I liked him as well. I think that unlike Malik McDowell, we just talked about, he doesn't do as well against the double team blocks. Like he just gets enveloped, he just gets swallowed up. He doesn't, he can't, you know, sustain. He can't anchor like like you know, McDowell can. McDowell's like an anchor, bro. You're not moving him. But Solomon Thomas, once he gets double teamed, that's it. He's washed out. So I, I like him as well because of his power, his strength. You know, he has good pass rushing moves. He has a variety of moves. Um, I look at him more like Aaron Donald type, you know, kind of like the undersized DT a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, get you know, he gets upfield really quick because of his quickness off the ball and his hands, the way he uses them. Um, so I look at him like in that position. He would definitely be a 4-3-D tackle, though. He cannot play the 3-4, um, in my opinion. Um, so that's why I kind of project him at the next level. Who else? Who else? Who else on your radar, man? Who else? Who else can sneak some, into the first round out of these guys? 
I think Taco Charlton will probably sneak into the first round from Michigan. The DN, he's six foot six, two seventy seven. Another like kind of long range type of guy. I can definitely he had another guy who was like kind of like Malik in the sense that you haven't seen his full potential yet. Cause he he's he still needs work on a lot of his technique and stuff and, and things of that nature. Um doesn't have a lot of like good variety of pass rush moves, but he uses a lot of time his strength and his arm length um to get to the quarterback. He plays well against the run because Michigan's run defense was really good this year. And he was one of the one of the reasons why him and uh Gromley uh yeah and he had 13 and a half sacks this year. So every year his sack production went up. It went from a half half sack to five and a half sacks to eight and a half sacks to 13 and a half sacks. So every year he was improving. And so that's another guy with a lot of potential. This draft is just loaded with you know what I'm saying with DN with guys that can and that can produce. Yeah. yeah. I like I like uh what to Takaris McKinney. That guy might look all right. You know, from, from some of the the game team oh, I was looking at. UCLA. Um, yeah, UCLA. Jeff, you have yeah, anybody you, you were looking at? Um I mean, like pretty much all the um like you said, the main folks, um, I'm trying to think. I seen a little bit of uh Derek Barnett from Tennessee. Yeah, he looked like he had some potential. And Tennessee, they always produce, uh, seem to produce D Lime. And of course, you know, the great went there, Reggie, uh, Reggie White. So, uh, you know, I always look at certain programs when they're known for stuff. But yeah, he looked like he got a lot of potential. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, yeah, and then of course, all of the, the standard guys, like the, the top heavy hitters. Brantley looked, Brantley looked solid out of Florida. He looked like he had like a motor. That's your and, boy. Uh, ability. That's your boy, Harold. Yeah, <laughs> but then y'all made me renege on the Bama because y'all said he got the Tyrannosaurus Rex arms, the little baby Ike White. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and that matters though. You know what I'm saying? Because, and, yeah. and, and, and credit to D because he pointed out the fact that, uh, you know, when he went, when uh, Brantley went up against Alabama, Alabama. That the Bama just was was invisible, like he just disappeared not, not off the field, like not effective. And he was just saying, like Alabama's the litmus test. Like when you when they that's a pro pro team basically. So if you can't really do mm-hmm. nothing against them, it's gonna be difficult for you at the next level. But Brantley did like he showed the ability to be able to knife through and, and cut through gaps when he playing, you know, lower level talent or you know. Tennessee I mean, Tech. Tennessee Tech. I mean, he cooked those those schools when they came to Alabama. Alabama Tennessee Tech turn into turn into T Rex, turn into T Rex. Oh, so uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I like I like Brantley though. I, I do like Brantley. I, I like ain't going to completely ab- abandon him because he got shut down in one game, you know. But, but that's that. I mean, yeah, that's going to have to take do though. I mean, because hormone jump. Yeah, because Alabama, Wisconsin, it's like certain teams, you know, their O-line is just always legit. And you want to see, like, their best D-lineman go up against, you know, their best offensive lineman and just see what happens. And he didn't win a lot of battles. He was just getting destroyed every play. Which is like, no, no. But he Uh, has... What's up with the... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, what's up with these linebackers? Where, where, where we at with the linebackers? Who's at the top of the linebacker shuffle? 
I'll let you talk tell about, us about your man. You tell me. Yo, yeah. so I'm gonna tell you, my man is Ruben Foster. The Bama is <laughs> real. Like he's real. The Bama attacks plays. He diagnoses them quickly. He's a fast linebacker. He got wheels. He ta- he's a short tackler. The, and he has that like Ray Lewis ish like attitude where he like comes to play and when he makes a hit he's get he sets the tone uh you know like Bobby Wagner does you know what I'm saying for for Seattle I kind of compare them a little bit like you know if I, I would put a comparison like he plays along that same lines and I think at the next level he will be a force like he will wreak havoc uh for for, for defense and if you got a pass rush up front oh man you would love to have Ruben Foster on your on your on your uh your roster, dog, because he's going he's going raise the level of play of the guys around him, young. Know? And he he's he's a special talent, young. Know? He's a special talent. Now he's a little over aggressive sometimes. Like I said, the Bama be head hunting, which is which is a knock. Five ten years ago, head hunting would have been nah, dog. You'd have, <laughs> that'd have been first on your list. Like, oh he here? Oh yeah, we need him. But with this new NFL going to uh, you know what I'm saying women's soccer. You gotta just be careful trying to get get dudes who headhunt nowadays. So you know what I'm saying. So he's an idiot. Don't listen to this. He's I'm just saying idiot. he gonna give you a couple. He gonna get fined a couple games. He might get a suspended a game or two, but he gonna crack shells, dog. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm gonna telling tell you, you gonna crack shells. I'm surprised you're not talking about this other guy. And this to me, I, I, I love Ruben Foster. Don't get it twisted. But Tim Tim Williams, dog. This man. Was, when I watched him on tape, I was like, "Good grief!" Yeah, he a show cracker. He a show cracker too. I mean, he gets to the running, he gets to the quarterback, just like he remind oh. me of like a safety. He don't even seem like a linebacker. How right. he be? No, he reminds, no, he reminds me of your boy Vic Beasley. That's who he reminds me of. He has mm. this, almost like that kind of same height and build as Vic Beasley. Very quick off the edge. I just I read a stat and it said that. He averaged a pressure every four point nine, every four point nine passing or rushing attempts. That's ridiculous. Like almost yeah. every every five plays, he's yeah, averaging he pressure yeah. or <laughs> or getting into the backfield. He do got that Vic Beasley like uh like uh build. Yeah, and, and how he play, he play like yeah. Not nah, a Bama gets pressure though. He's a, he's a pass he specialist. And yeah, he a pass rusher for real. You know, I like him. A lot. I like Tim Williams a lot. He some people probably say more. He's more of a three four outside linebacker. But even with his <laughs> size, you got guys like Bruce Irvin and Vic Beasley, Elmas Dumerville. that are all kind of like in that same mold that he can still play mm-hmm. the edge at the end in the four three. Um, Bama's is, is Alabama had a fake defense. You're gonna have so many guys on the first round on defense just because of how good it was. And they're all coming out like the same year. A lot of them are at least. And they're yeah. going to all just get drafted together. Did, did you see anybody, Jeff, that you like um, from the linebackers or DN? Uh, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm I'm with Harold on Ruben Foster. I mean. <laughs> that was sick. Yeah, that, that man, yeah he, he's incredible. So, I mean, I <laughs> like that. <laughs> Like the, the way that he was like, like the like the power that he hits, like you know, oh, the yeah. intimidation that he comes with, yeah. and, and like he, you know, is all over the field. 
you know so that yeah that's 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 my guy you know what I mean and I think now one thing one thing I started looking up about Ruben Foster and I noticed it when he was tackling how he lowers his head to like put the yeah. hurt on you he right. might get concussed at the next level he ain't get concussed he, he got stingers already so he oh, has yeah. like stinger issues and that does he be head like hunting yeah it don't sound like a big issue but when you lower your head and those stingers like that neck and kind of like shoulder area and get them stingers that can take you out I mean we had David Wilson he had a stinger and that ended his career. Like, they were, right. you can't play no more. Another hit, but you may be paralyzed. Like, so, I mean, yeah. it, it comes at a cost when you're striking like that, when you lower your head. But I still yeah, like him. I think he's leaps and bounds the best linebacker. Top top 13, top 12 pick all day. Um, I, Like you mentioned before, you had that kid. He he could be a DNR or or uh, linebacker to cars. Uh, McKinley from USCLA. He's another yeah. one that's really good. Pass rushing skills. Um, I like him a lot. Non-stop motor. I'm gonna tell you the one linebacker that I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't see the hype. I don't, I don't really see it. Is that Cunningham out of Purdue? I I don't see it, man. I don't know. I don't like my linebackers to get dragged when they're trying to tackle. Like now they be going for piggyback rides when he's trying to tackle somebody. Like, I don't want my running back doing that. Like too many times. Can't do it, dog. Can't you can't tackle soft and play linebacker in my opinion. I don't want that. He tackles too soft. And it's just like he going for piggyback rides. Oh, here we go again. He drag he's trying his best. It's like a kid trying to tackle a grown man. And you know how you be up top and you slide down to his legs trying to hold on for dead life. <laughs> so that's like, hilarious. <laughs> like I just I don't see it. I don't. And he they tell him he first round. I I think nah. he was second round. I honestly maybe nah, but he ain't first. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, who, I'll tell you who, who I think at the next level will be similar, like Sewer Cravens, how how he plays. The kid uh, Hassan Reddick, yeah, yeah. Um, he's the definitely. kid Hassan Reddick out of Temple. I mean, I know you're not playing in that's Temple, but but Bama fast though. Me, yeah, he got so he got speed and he just looked like he just attacks, just just like Sewer Cravens was when in college at USC. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if at the next level he did more than what's expected of him, and, and and then you know it was a household became a household name. So, uh, but yeah, that's 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 my assessments. Yeah, he he led uh, all three four linebackers in college, and uh, pass rush productivity coming from the left side. So he probably best suited as a as a Sam. If he plays in the if he plays in the four three, with that being said, or you know in a three four, he'll play outside linebacker as well, um, because of his speed. He's not that big. He's six one two thirty seven, so that may be kind of small for Sam. But man, Bama's a beast. You know what's funny? What he did that you know y'all talk about what I did when I was playing, we were playing football. He used so he went to Temple playing defensive back, and they converted him to DN. So sounds like my story a little bit. You know oh. what I mean. <laughs> at the time, though, at the time. Oh, man. Oh, so we're not even 152 game. Nats opening day, they got a W. Bryce Harper hit a home run. Steven Strasburg did I. They won. All right. Caps, <laughs> same old caps. They look poised for another disappointing playoff run. Just get ready. Don't even get your hopes up. When they make it in the playoffs, 
just get just get ready for the disappointment because the other night they almost lost the game in one period. Gave up two goals with it. They had a three zero lead, and in five minutes gave up two goals and almost gave up a third one. They barely sitting at the top. They got three games left in, in NHL. Just, but yeah, just just prepare your heart and minds, dog, for the for the for the letdown, dog, because it's coming with them. I don't know if it's in the first round, maybe probably in the second. That's when they usually get put out. Um, but uh, that's all we got, young. Anything, anything else on tap? That's just about to cover it all. Uh, Aaron, you getting shots up, though? Got uh, My wife want to go for a walk. See, that's what you got to look forward to, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna get nice outside, go for a little walk, you walk, walk. Right, right. Chill. Me, man. Uh follow us at BOK Sports980. Uh tweet us, young. Send us y'all can send us some gifts too. Whatever. Yeah, I mean it's whatever. We'll 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 shout you out on the show. Um shout out to the Where's Buffy podcast, shout out to uh Hip Hop Now with Vegas, shout out to the Oz and Boone show. Shout out to all our family and friends that follow us, listen to our show and our program. Um, if you got birthday, young, huh? who's 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 the next birthday coming up? Is your D? It's your birthday? Mm-hmm. I don't know. June? Yeah. I don't know who else has a birthday between now and then. Nah, I think you might be next on tap, though. Um, Getting a prize or something? I mean... Nah, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> saying what it is. We got the uh, BOK Sports 980 annual mock draft coming. Just got to go on. Basically, how the format is, we just go down the line. Each person will, uh, you know, as we go through the picks, you know, you, you just pick the, you select the best player available for that team at that, that position. Probably might have a special guest, might get... Craig on this jump, get Shaq Daddy back in the building um, for the show that's coming up. So just stay tuned. Uh, that's it. We out. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about it. Let me speak! How does that feel? How does that feel?